what's up? It's another episode of <laughs> Everything Always Works Out podcast, Itoo. I'm here with my co-host, yep. DJ Zobi. Uh, this is going to yeah. be a very special episode. Um, some people said, hey, man, I want to learn more about Zobi. So uh, right. here we go, Zobi. Let's, uh, let's talk about how you got into DJing, you know, how you got into it, and and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, um, I've been, I know you just, well, we were talking, and then you're asking me about how long I've been DJing, and I'm like, I, I, I remember I used, I was like, how long altogether? And I did the math. 2002 was when I first actually got my like first pair of equipment. Um, what was your first so pair of equipment? Went, like, what was your first you know, uh, turntables and stuff? I got and these mixer. like Staten turntables. Uh, at the I went down to like on Market Street in the city oh, okay. at this place called World of Stereos. Ooh. And the dude, it's like a Arab Palestinian dude, and he's. Yo, it's he's always always like got some kind of deal, but you gotta like you gotta it's like a limited time deal type thing. Like ah, oh, I cut you a deal, like all of this for such and such, couple hundred out the door, and I'll throw in some records. And so I got like a mix Stanton mixer, Stanton the straight straight uh, STR eight uh, one fifty direct drive. And I got like a basic like SA S five Staten mixers, very basic, basic kind of mixer. No, nothing too crazy. No, no bells and whistles. Just very simple battle mixer, like DJ battle mixer. Um, and the fun, the time, like when I got it, when I got into it, like my parents, you know, they, they were like not too too happy about it because <laughs> I had to had to like sneak the equipment back home. Oh, really? Because I was using part of. Yeah, I was using a part of my um, my financial aid money for college because by then, two thousand two, I was like a freshman. SF yeah, fresh, freshman, sophomore. Yeah, SF State, and you know, at that time, they were still giving you giving out like really, really good financial aid checks to people where you had enough, a little bit of extra to like, you know, if you wanted a car, you could have gotten a car, Damn. like a cheap bucket. Or, you know, what I did was I decided to get turntables because back in high school, the homie, my home, high school homies, Renzo and, and, and Fred, they were DJs. They got into DJing and they were doing all the little, um, what is it, uh, little, little house parties, little uh, uh, campus, uh, like, uh, what do you call those, pep rallies and stuff like that. Okay. So I used to kick it with them and like... You know, after school, go over to their house back in high school and just hang out. Um, you know, watch uh, old uh, Invisible Scratch Pickle uh, turntable TV and old DMC battle videos and so, so, and scratch. So would you say scratching. these are the two so guys? I didn't that have got, my turntables then. Would you say these are the two uh-huh. guys that got you into turntablism and being a DJ, or like what was the first? Like, Pretty much, like how, how they were kind of like. It was them. Pretty much, that's my my like. They were like my feet in the door. Like, like I didn't see anybody else that, or there wasn't anybody else around my that that my area that had it that I could like no sci-fi access Ruben? it. Uh, sci-fi Ruben. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. No, he wasn't DJing yet, or not to my knowledge at the time. 
Um, but he he also, I mean, I know recently he started getting back into it because he was DJing too later on. Oh, like okay. By the time I was in college and stuff, that time period, he started to DJ too, I think. I remember, um, what is it? A little, it was 2004 was when I turned 21. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's oh, when okay. I turned 21, Ooh. 2004. Oh, God. And, um... What is it? Uh, me and uh, I reconnected with him one t- or one time with Sci-Fi. It was like a friend's twenty-first birthday or mm-hmm. something like that. Like I already turned twenty-one, and then it was another friend that that just turned twenty-one, and like uh, I was over there DJing, and then Sci-Fi was there too, and then he brought. He was like he had all the like the house and trance, and that was what he was into, and so. Basically, we had like a hip, we had a hip hop part of the night, and then we had like an all. Dude, that's rave time. It's like house. you know when you when you go to those um, um raves or whatever, like there's different rooms for specific genres. That's fucking sick. Right, but there wasn't a different room. We all we did it all in one room. Ooh, how did that work? <laughs> like, we just we just took turns. Like he had his crate of records, I had my crate of records, and then but I brought my equipment. Mm-hmm. So by that time, I had like I just. I just upgraded my setup so it's no longer that old statin that I was using setup. I started, I had techniques, proper techniques, 1200s, and then I had like my, uh, I think I just got my rain mixer, the one that I, I currently use right now. That thing's old now, but at that time it was still pretty new, the, the, the rain 56 mixer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he got to he, so me and him, and then our homie, the one that passed away was also Phil, R.I.P. Phil. He was there too. Oh, he was a guy. Um, he was one of the guy. One of he was also a DJ too. Oh wow. Um, he was there. So yeah, three DJs. Everybody's tag teaming it, you know, doing the thing. Uh, crazy story. I remember it's the homie, my homie Sen. That was the, his birth. Yeah, his twenty first that we were DJing for and um wait no the, there's this house off of Persia out in the mission uh that the homie Miles's house that we used to do like house parties at mm-hmm. and like um this that, that one time Sen's, Sen's birthday party this 21st um there's these two Latin girls they're like sitting on my speakers Ooh, and okay. I told them to get off the speakers and I think they're kind of drunk or whatever. They like were they hot? They kind of like they're they're pretty hot, you know, pretty hot. Okay. They, you know, they they like grab my head and like smush it between their boobs. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> to like shut me up because I was trying to tell them like, hey, get off my speakers. Then so they just grab your face and, and yeah, they and just like the titties. They're like they're, they're like yo, shut the fuck up. Take take a right. whiff and get back to DJ. Yeah. Holy shit! Right, right. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it was like the most memorable like moment there. I was like, it was pretty crazy. Um, and then, uh, what else? Uh, then the second, the other party we did for Phil, the one that passed away. Um, I got into an old. He was he's a homie, but like he's also kind of a bully. Oh, okay. You know this one cat, and he was trying to like make me smoke. I didn't want to smoke 
at the time smoke, smoke weed? some weed okay yeah i didn't want i was just like because i had hella equipment i didn't want to be hella out of it you oh, know yeah you don't want to like and, somehow like fuck up or forget something or something gets damaged. right right yeah. so and then basically he was like he was threatening me he was like yo like if you don't smoke this i'm gonna i'm gonna flip you over and put you put you into the, the toilet whatever thing Damn. you know and then I, I paused the whole room when I told him, like, hey, man, we ain't in high school no more, all right? You can't be like, you know, we grow, we grown adults now. You, you oh, you checked like his you're ass. You're still in high school. Huh? You checked his ass. I, oh, damn. Yeah, I actually, you know, like, you know that, remember when we were talking in the last episode about Dave and comebacks? Mm-hmm. I had a comeback for him. Oh, damn, you didn't freeze up. I didn't freeze up. I was like, dude. <laughs> I was like, Everybody's like, whoa, booey, Zobi. I'm not just some quiet Asian guy, okay? <laughs> yeah, and then he, every, and then he was, he was hella like butthurt over it, and then, yeah, I, I felt, I felt good doing that. I'm like, yeah, I'm the I man. I'm the man. <laughs> yeah. Fuck um, yeah. But yeah, man, those house party days were pretty crazy. I remember there's so many times where like. I, I came to set up for a home, one of my homegirl, um, her my college homegirl. I still keep in contact with her today, to this day. You know. um, like she she used to do. Uh, I think she was trying to pledge for some sorority, and then they did some. They they had like a little get together, and I, she had me DJ come over and DJ, and they didn't have like a proper folding table at least you know they had she had some janky like patio furniture type circular table damn and i had to put my fit my luckily like i i'm able to fit squeeze it on there and then at this time there i wasn't using uh serato or laptop situation yet i was still on my crates vinyl damn that's Um, so badass right this is like right around like whenever in the club and Little John, like that was like that era. Mm-hmm. T- a little bit of no T Pain hasn't, he's about to pop off. Um, but yeah, like so, yeah, I played on so many like messed up furniture, n- not proper tables. Like it was just hella janky, but I made it work and we had a good time. And it was crazy. There's other time, <laughs> this other house party, man. Those house party days, crazy. Here's another crazy story. Okay, here we go. Um, here we go. So we, uh, the SF State, right by SF State, there's these like uh, condominium apartment towers, and a lot of students rent them. Mm-hmm. And this girl, uh, a friend of a friend, uh, they wanted to throw a party, like a holiday party or something like that. And so yeah, it was a holiday party. Yeah. So we we came over as me and one of my old and and, and Fred, <laughs> like like because he also went to like, yeah we went to college together too, yeah. So we did we did this party together, and there was this chick that he was kind of feeling, right? And for some reason, like things got a little turned out. Everybody's you know, gr- you know, getting it all and shit. The mm-hmm. party's lit. People are coming in. And I guess we had some noise complaints from the other neighbors who I guess they didn't go away for um, for a winter break yet or something. Oh, they're so being a little bitchy. We, we got, you guys yeah, didn't find them over? Yeah, cops came by. 
cops came by and like um basically shut the party down right mm-hmm. so i had to turn everything off like and it was like the party was over by midnight oh whack yeah yeah and he, but here's the crazier part this chick right that my homie was feeling she, uh i guess she she turned to she she had a lot to drink already by then and mm-hmm. she basically threw up in her own i mean she lived there too so it wasn't like she had to go but she threw up all over kind of close to my equipment luckily not on it oh but, okay i'm like yo right, <laughs> right right so he had to like we, we kind of was like kind of helping her and then her friends like got her and like got her in bed but like you know we, we managed to like help clean up the like move the stuff away mm-hmm. from the vomit but yeah that was like ooh. <laughs> And, yeah, and crazy back vomit then, story. And back then, did you have like carrying cases for your um, for turntables or no? Um, by that time, in the beginning, I didn't. I just had like boxes, and I just kind of like, you know, put them in a box and like carried them. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. then eventually, by the time I was doing those house parties, I had I had proper cases. Like I I was able to get proper cases. Yeah, Dang. it was all like. It's all like financial aid, buddy. Hey, shout out financial like, aid. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean it. It was part of like uh, I mean, I made some little, you know, little, little side side money, you know, little here and there, not a whole lot, you know, but um, yeah, like um, it was some good times, like good. But then doing house parties and then doing clubs, like after when, once I graduated. It was like another step above. Like now, I'm like learning a little bit more about like uh, reading people and stuff, and just taking some of the stuff I learned from like the house parties, and then combining well, look, like how to read the crowds, me, different me, crowds. Yeah, let me ask you this: yeah. so, like, when you when you first got it, right? So, like, if we go back, you said you went to that Palestinian guy to get your equipment, right? Was that because mm-hmm. Fred and the other dude told you, like, hey man, here's a spot to buy some equipment? Or like what 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 made you get that like itch to like start DJing or making you think like hey I think I could do that or I want to be passionate in this you know hobby. Mm-hmm. I I think for me it was like my my love for hip hop because that's where I came from like that style that culture you know what I mean like because I before I got into DJing I was I was a I was like a tagger in okay. graffiti you know. I never did like pieces. I never got into like the mural type stuff, but mm-hmm. I was just a little tagger, right? But then once like, you know, I got a little act, act uh, was it incident with a cop? With a cop. Oh, and damn. He pulled, yeah, it was crazy. It was like, it was, they, they pulled up, this cop was like, he just pulled up out of nowhere and stopped me and my friend. And like, um, yeah, just like scared the shit out of us and just like, we, and then I just decided, like, nah, I can't be keep going down this path. I'm gonna get myself into some real trouble, you know. So that's when, like, I okay. caught, I started, like, well, I was always into the music and stuff, but like, that's when I really like the switch turned on, and I was like, you know, just interested in it. And then, you know, um, at the time, I was like, you know, with the invisible scratch pickles and Cuber, that stuff, like that, kind of like caught my ear. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I kind of want to DJ. That that'd be cool if I can. So I was like, always like, I. So back then, there used to be like catalogs 
right? Now you go on. I mean, there was internet too, but what do you then, mean catalog? Like, do you mean like a magazine or something? Like, like a magazine, okay, yeah. Okay. So there's these companies. Like there's a there's this one called um, Pro uh, Pro Sound and Lightning Lighting PSSL. Okay. And they would put out like if you give them their address, mm-hmm. they'll send you like monthly or or seasonal like catalogs of like equipment so i look at that stuff and just dream about it oh i want that i want the techniques i want this 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 mixer this vestex mixer um yeah so but and then it didn't things didn't come into fruition it didn't come all together until i went to college oh, and then okay. i got that like you financial started, aid you, check. Start, you started piecing everything together started doing house right, parties right. Okay. Okay. So, like, let me ask yeah. you this. So, when you did get your equipment and stuff, like, mm-hmm. what did you? What was the first thing you did? Like, did you have like Fred come over? Or did you go to Fred's house and he like, did like, did anyone like, did you like shadow anyone? Like, did you have anyone kind of help you like jumpstart like how to do it, or did you just watch YouTube videos and you're like, all right, I'm gonna learn how to DJ. Like, how did it, how did it work out for you? Um, there wasn't any like YouTube back that per far back. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were like little, like instructional VHS type stuff. Oh. Um, not like Fred and them. Like I just like I saw what they doing, so I, I kind of like picked up a little bit from them. Oh, okay. But really, like a lot of stuff was self taught, like oh, just okay. by listening to mix mixes on the radio. Um, what is uh, what else? Uh, uh, think. Yeah, Cubert. I think at like by the like two thousands, he started to put out some like he had like a DVD out, instructional DVD. So I watched that. There's like um, there was uh, some educational material that started to come out from Berkeley School of Music. They, they, that came with like its own vinyl with the scratch sounds. Oh, wow. I got a little. I got that and like. So when I started coming in, they're starting to build like a like an educational type stuff for for DJing. But other than besides that, yeah, like I would say there were some websites, like little forums and things. Like uh, there was one called As Is Phonics, As Is Phonics dot net, and they used to have like all these different scratch, like uh, terminologies and tips and tricks and things like that. It's like early internet stuff, <laughs> oh, wow. but there'd be like forums, yeah. Um, but a lot of the stuff I had to learn on my own, like just, just kind of like, that's why like every, I, I said like the house parties I did and later eventually the cu- clubs and bars that I ended up doing, like though, it was like kind of learning on the spot. So it was like trial, trial and error, like so trial, error, let me ask yeah. you this, like for house parties, did you ever like really bomb? Or were there people that kind of like bail you out and like help you out so you kind of knew what um, you were doing? I like... think early on, early on, um, when I was DJing with, like, with, I remember I did some, I didn't do anything with Renzo, oh wait, no, I did, yeah, Renzo and Fred, like, I would do some parties with them, like, I would, maybe, I didn't do that long of a set, you know, I kind of jump in and like, throw a couple of records on here and there like for maybe a cool 30 minutes or something like that and then they would hop on and then i kind of see what they're doing oh dope. you know and i kind of like pay attention yeah Yeah, so in the beginning i wasn't yeah you know i i had there was one there was this one time this was like uh at some bar on the embarcadero 
and like Fred at this time, my homie Fred, he was linked up with this group called the Heat Seekers. Okay. And they were kind of like cool, like I think like Rick Lee, you know that that uh, the DJ from the radio, that guy. Yeah, he Rick Lee's part Rick of Rick Lee the uh, Dragon. Um, what, what 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 news thing was he part of? Is it? It's not one hundred six. It's uh. Um, SB uh uh Beyond uh SBC DJs yeah, Styles yeah. Beyond. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Know who Rick but Lee then is. they had like yeah. a side, some side groups, you know. Uh, and then yeah, so one time Fred asked me to come along and just tag on. And, and tag team with him because he didn't. He was like, ah, they want me to come out and DJ this thing, but I don't really, I don't, I don't have all the new records, or I'm not, I'm not really up for it. I'll do a little set, but then I want you to like, you know, start it up or something like that. So I did. I came in with my crates. Okay. You know, at this time, no, like I said, no Serato yet, no laptop yet. The laptops and stuff. That stuff started coming in like, like after like 2005. Um, but yeah, so um, so I did this set and stuff, and I was at this time I'm like I would say like I'm still green, I'm still learning, like you know, mm-hmm. um, I'm not you know I'm still like I'm not super experienced. I'm, I had a couple little house party, little house party events and things, but I wasn't like super um, what is it experienced yet. So I did my little set, and I could see these cats. They're like side-eyeing me. They're like, you know, hella, you know, being, being typical DJ judging and stuff. You know, like, oh, you, you, you know, you, uh, you messed up there, or, 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 you know, like, what's going on? Like, uh, who's this guy? Oh, and then I could already feel the vibe when I got off, and then Fred was just kind of like, oh, hey, thanks for, you know, he's like, thanks for helping out. I didn't really want to do open up like that, but hey props for you coming through like you're the homie so i did it out of like to help my homie out you know mm-hmm. um but i definitely like felt the uh, like the, vi- the negative vibes from the other guys so the, you know? like when that happened did like how did you feel mm-hmm. after that like what was your reaction like did, you, did it fuel you to like learn and get better or like what happened it did it did get me yeah because i was like man i gotta like step my game up so i started to like i mean me and practicing like i'll be honest i don't I don't practice a whole lot as I should. Mm-hmm. You know, I did. I mean, I definitely have done my ten. Was it a thousand, ten thousand hours by mm-hmm. now? But like on the daily, I just I don't know. Like I think I developed everything on the spot type of like in the heat of the moment. Like everything I learned about DJing was in the heat. Of, like boom. Like hey, I got an event. I need you to do this. And then on that event, I learned something. And then. There's something I also use like my creative kind of like ways to like how am I gonna read the crowd? Oh, this song sounds good with this song, or like because I've I've seen other DJs do this, or like I've been to this these different events or heard these kind of uh, mixes. Like mm-hmm. oh, like this would work for this kind of crowd, or like these two songs work for this kind of crowd. You know, as I started like doing private events, like I learned mm-hmm. more about that. So kind of like on the job learning, like I did a lot of that. Um, and to this day, I wouldn't even say like I I don't even like would say like I'm that good. I just like I've just done enough gigs to like know what is what, you know. Because then I'm I've been only DJing in the Bay Area. Like there's different regions have different kind of songs that other regions like their hit songs, their their local favorites. Like I don't know about if I go to New York, I don't really know what those are i might have some ideas because I, I listen to things like the road podcast and those guys are like 
some New York and LA DJs and Vegas DJs. So though I learned some things there. So yeah, like it's a lot of like research and, mm-hmm. and paying attention and reading the crowd and you know keeping up with different things that's happening in terms of music. Like when, yeah. when you hear kind of off topic a little bit, but like when mm-hmm. you hear like other mixes or like if you're on the ra- like if you're listening to the radio, right? And you know you have those mm-hmm. radio DJs, right? And you mm-hmm. know it'll be like what 10 10 p.m. 9 p.m. or whatever. You know they'll have like their hot hour right and they'll have like someone like mm-hmm. a rick lee or whoever or dj espinoza or whatever right mm-hmm. and you're, you're hearing them and you're hearing, hearing how like they they mix songs or how they're pairing up other songs or how they transition to it like after yeah. you know because i know you know how to read music and stuff like when you're listening if, if you mm-hmm. ever do like can you hear or like can you kind of like in your mind like think or like theorize like oh that's what he did or like that's how he transitioned into this song or like do you take mental notes when you hear other people's music or you just enjoy the music because you know how like after learning this craft right you 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 see things that other people might not see like for example like uh oh yeah if a definitely. video editor watches like a, a commercial right and he's like oh right. so that's how they cut it like this or that like does that yeah no it's kind of like i know what you mean like it's kind of yeah i as a dj listening to other djs it, it's we're looking at it differently kind of like how like a comedian or like a you know video editor for commercials like we're seeing things like i'm hearing like his transitions his song selections and then if it's at a live event i'm seeing like how the crowd reacts mm-hmm. um or like and then i know some i was listening to something somebody brought up like even the transitions are like or different songs that go into other songs like some djs have their it's kind of like how comedians have certain jokes. Mm-hmm. Some DJs have like their their preferred transitions. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So, and then there's a whole thing of like, oh, if you are you biting off somebody if you're using the same transitions, like there's that thing. And like, um, I just use them for inspiration. I don't necessarily like, you know, I won't claim a certain certain thing. Like, I'll I'll just do what I. Like a lot of the stuff I do is kind of on the spot. Like, like for like for like ad libs and like, mm-hmm. am I saying right? Is it ad libs or you know the thing where like, um, you know like when they they have the mixer right and they press a button and it's like a sound bit. Is it an ad lib or what is it called? You know, what I'm, um, you know what I'm you saying? mean like, like the like, tone play? You no, mean when they're pressing the buttons? Yeah, no, no, no. Like and they're like repeating like a sound bite. Like you know like when DJ Zo is like. Oh, you mean the DJ tag? Yeah, like their tag. Is it called tags? What's the what's the correct yeah, term? Yeah, the DJ tag. I, I don't know why I was saying ad lib, but you know what I'm saying. Like you know how like people have their own specific stuff. Like oh yeah, like, yeah. like I have my minds. Like, you know, if you ever get a chance to hear a mix of mine, mm-hmm. I have minds like DJ. So like I've I've made my own. I mm-hmm. crafted my own. Some people there's professional like voiceover people that they pay to make up make mm-hmm. them those things, or like they ask certain artists. Yeah, and the artist does it like the radio guys. They all have like, you know, like, like uh, um, yeah, they like got a bunch future like, or somebody like, like, hey, like hey, you're hey, to hey, it's, Tana- DJ. it's Tanashi, and you're in the mix with DJ. <laughs> no, 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 I got one. Like, I got one because of like a promo guy that I met way back in the day. Like, uh-huh. he's I'm in his email loop, but he, I got one with Meg the Stallion. You have one with Meg the <laughs> Not Stallion specifically for me, but like she says her part and then you could stick in the dj name oh sick dude <laughs> yeah. i hope she's okay she got shot 
in the foot. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Fuck Tory Lanez. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> nah, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> we don't even know who really Alleg- allegedly, allegedly, no allegedly, one knows. allegedly, no fuck one Tory Lanez. Yeah. But no, like, um, no, I feel you. Like, yeah, com- like DJs, we listen to each other, and there's like, um, there's some like inside things that we look for specifically that the regular person wouldn't wouldn't be looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I always say like um, DJs are kind of like like chefs, comedians. Who else? Uh, I can't think of the other other professions or other similar professions. Artists, even like painters. Like there's 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 a craft to it. It's an art to it. You know, like uh, the music is like our ingredient. And then you know we're reading the crowd and and. Um, like different sets are kind of like comedian jokes, you know, mm-hmm. like, cause technically we all, every DJ at this point in time, be, thanks to like Serato or, or tractor or like the digital stuff, the, the computer type stuff. Like we have access to all the same music unless we have like, like underground or, or like special promo stuff from specific artists that they personally give to us like mm-hmm. most of us have the same kind of music access to it um but then like it's how the dj puts it together like each dj is gonna do it differently um. you know yeah so um yeah like every time i listen to like uh like a comedian talk about their craft or a chef like roy Choi or somebody like that talk about cooking like I could see parallels to like DJs, like oh, that's how I kind of like see my you know music and stuff. It's kind of like similar to that, you know. Mm, okay. Yeah. Well, then let me ask you this: like, what would you say was like, what was your first big gig or like your very first like breakthrough or, or test that that you were like nervous for, and you were like, oh man, I gotta I gotta show up, I gotta perform. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you have something like that? I where, think I, ha- I have like, a couple like, like, of things like, like that. Like you landed the gig and you're like, sweet, uh-huh. I got this. But then you're like, fuck, uh-huh. this is huge. Like there's going to be a lot of people. There's going to be a lot of uh-huh. eyes on me. And it's just me DJing. Like, I- I'm assuming you got a story like that for sure, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, see. I do let's actually. Right, or I got. I think I got a couple of moments like that. Okay. I think for me, um, the first one that I can think of is like when I started DJing at the cellar. Okay. And really filling in for Phil, basically, who passed away, mm-hmm. or you know, me and Sci-Fi's homie. Um, when th- at that time, I still had the, for some reason, I, I mean, the college parties, the the house parties, I, those were around people. It, it was a less, uh, what is it, less professional environment. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really have that much of a stage fright. But mm-hmm. then when I started moving to the bars and clubs, yeah definitely start so back then did you have and, to go on the mic as well or no no never no no mic work the thing okay. with like yeah like i didn't that's another that's another chamber <laughs> like talking about wu-tang like that's another element okay. that i i had to learn later on um but uh yeah and that's when like i kind of developed the drinking habit <laughs> Oh shit! For and then that spiraled into like the craziness, and later on, I had to quit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then eventually, after I, so um, but the real, the first like moment that really like hit me was like when I opened up for uh, uh, J. Rude the Damager. 
Okay, okay. That was crazy. Can you let the people know who like, that is? Jeru the Damager, he's like a, a rapper MC from the 90s. Um, you can look him up. Um, he had a song with, uh, I think his biggest hit was this one song with DJ Premier, Come Clean. It's like okay. the Chinese torture sounds. It's like water, it's water droplets that he sampled, that Premier sampled, but then everybody was trying to figure out what the sample is. Um, so he, yeah, I got to open up for him because of uh, my involvement with Zulu. Oh, damn. And like um, one of the members, he he just put me on. He's like, "Hey, Zobi, I need I need you to DJ. I need a DJ to back me up because then he's like a beat guy. So he needed me to like play some beats underneath him and stuff like that. So I got to open up. I want to say it was like uh, there's a couple of hun- couple of hundred at the well. I was the oh, we were the opening set, so it was like a. We were like people are trickling in, so who, I looked who, who, who up. Was and the like, who was the headliner? Who uh, was the headliner? The headliner was Jay Ru himself. Okay. Um, think uh, I'm trying to think who else. I can't remember the other guys. Yeah, but that was a big one. I was kind of like, whoa. But then for me, with crowds, like it's it's like once I play my first two songs, you kind of like zone and out, I get them, right? I kind of get into the zone and right. it doesn't matter no more like the the anxiety the the, the butterflies it kind of goes away mm, okay. if anything for me the anxiety comes from the preparation like what am i gonna play or like do i have all my stuff working properly that's really the anxiety these days for me um the preparation not necessarily the execution um oh another moment that was kind of like that too was when i I played at the elbow room. Oh fuck! Really? That's where we went. Remember when we saw Mangchi? Yeah, I already know. Yeah, yeah. So after that, I had my first show at my, yeah, my first show at elbow room. It was to open up for um, what's that guy that we saw in the at, at the Hollywood Hills party? Um, 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 binary star. Um, binary star. Yeah, but this is the other half because they broke up. Uh, one below. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shit. One below. Yeah. So I got to like open. I I open up for that too, and then Mr. Lift. Yeah, Mr. Lift was the other one. So those are the two shows I did, and man, like, is this like, whoa, this this is crazy because I used to listen to these guys, mm-hmm. or like, you know, I'm, I'm familiar with their stuff, and then I'm able to like, you know, but I wasn't. It was just like kind of like threw me off but then like i said once i get those first couple of records in i'm good i'm in the zone you know yeah yeah so so what like what was your like preparation like when you had to like finally do like a set like like let's negate the the house parties like when you're at the cellar Mm -hmm. or like when you're at the event for uh what's his name again the damager what is it sorry jru the damager yeah yeah like i mean for me those it's it's like what the cellar or bar club kind of thing is more like just having all the making sure i have all the new songs mm -hmm. that i want to break that i want to play and then all the songs that i know the crowd's gonna like have those things ready um because then at this time when i started like how i said like the first the first half of the my 18 years was unprofessional then the later half the professional years it's like i had to like um what is it 
basically I've been I've started to transition to like um, using uh, digital vinyl or Serato is my preferred um, um, equipment or software that I use so I would have to make sure I have all the right stuff to like you know um, play right that it plugs in right that sounds going out you know properly usually that's like a concern uh, mm-hmm. for me um, so I would always try to get to the venue a little earlier to get it all set up sound check um, but then once it's like a place that I continually go to like a residency um, I wouldn't have that much of a fear it would be it's just like boom I'm just it's a little quicker once you know the, you're familiar with the environment yeah, and you're yeah. like okay I know I know the regulars that come in they, they have certain songs they like to hear the boss he likes to hear certain things so I kind of like know how to balance juggle everybody you know mm. um, yeah um, was it and then on earlier you're asking me about microphone work that didn't come later until like um, once I got into the strip club because then for some reason I guess in the Bay Area at least speaking from my observation and my experience it's like a lot of DJs especially coming from the time period I came from like that late 90s 2000s um, we're more like speak with your hands like very little microphone work but I noticed like once I once I started doing the strip club DJ and I got on the microphone like yeah, that was that that I want to say that probably is the most fearful I've ever felt ever. Really? Public speaking. Mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of people out there can relate to that. It's like that's like the number one one of the number one fears for a lot of people. Um, the first time that I actually spoke on the microphone in a DJ setting was at Little Darlings, uh, my homie Ooze, mm-hmm. who put me on to the strip club game DJ game. Um, he was running late. And then they needed the DJ at that point. And then they're like, Zobi, because they knew I was DJing. I was like shadowing Ooze. So the manager, the assistant manager at the time was like, hey, yo, can you, um, can you hop, hop on? on? Damn. Right. So I hopped on, I plugged in, and I was just like, uh, just mad, like tongue twister and like just, just like anxiety and stuff. And I, I, I held it down until like Ooze was able to get there, but I, I'll say like I was super awkward and just couldn't really like get through just saying doing the simple you know for for, for a strip club you, you, you gotta announce the girl's name mm-hmm. tell people to tip her get her off the stage promote lap dances in the back like, I wasn't able to get through all of that the basics were they you mad know? at you or not? they weren't tripping not really because at that time the guy the assistant manager at the time was just like just, he needed somebody just to need keep music. the thing going. Yeah. Right. Just somebody do something stall, like get it going. Like I don't want any dead air, you know? Mm-hmm. So that that was my first taste of that. And yeah, like I it, it took me a while to get to where I you when you visited me a year or two ago. Uh, a long time like ago. It, <laughs> yeah, a long time ago, right? Um, when you visited me, like it took a while for me to get to that point you know um but yeah i'm still still a work in progress i would say microphone work is still a work in progress for me i have not i'm not fully mastered in it yet um can we yeah. get an example <laughs> just use a made an up example name. oh just, man just, just i'm use a little a, rusty just use a made, made up name let's just just say the name Sanashi. okay 
Tanashi. Okay. Like, let's hear right. the intro. Like, intro? Do, do your whole little bit. Is that cool? I'm putting it on the do spot. Do my whole little bit? Alright, yeah. I'm gonna give you. Oh, you want me to run through? Run yeah. through? We'll use Tanashi as a name, and then we'll just use Meg <laughs> Stallion as the other name. Okay? I'll say this. I'm like, I'm a little rusty right now because it's been months since mm-hmm. the club's closed. Okay. But, alright, I'm gonna give you my give you my thing. Give me my thing. Alright, let me visualize. Okay, Tanashi. She's in the locker room. Okay. All right. Uh, Tanache, stand by, cause I gotta let the girl know she's standing. Uh, Tanache, stand by. Okay. All right, right, all right, all right. Give it up for Candy. She's now available for those private rooms in the back, lap dance action. You know, uh, spend a little time with her. Um, all right. Up. Oh, well, I'm not. <laughs> I'm a little rusty. All right. Up next to the stage, we're gonna have we're gonna have Tanache come into the stage. Give it up for Tanache. Yes, that's right, that's right. Lovely Tanache. Get them bills together. If you need some more ones, need some singles, head to the bar in the back. We got some in the front row, in the front door. Um, and then Tanache makes her way, okay, does okay. her thing. All right, first round, she's coming to the stage. All right, clap it up, folks, for the sexy Tanache. Get them bills out, folks. <laughs> and then Tanache does her thing. First round right here for Tanache, right here. And Tanache's doing her thing first round. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's get it. Let's get. Let's get. Let's keep it going, guys. With the bills, I need to see more bills, folks. Second round for Tanache right here. Okay. And okay. then she does her second round. Second round. All right, all right, all right. Um, damn, I am a little rusty. It's cool. It's cool. Keep going. Uh, this is fucking amazing. I love this. Third, shit. third. All right, all right. We're coming in with for the third round for Tanache right here, folks. That's right, that's right. Keep them bills coming. If you like what you're seeing, she is available for them private lap dances. Okay, okay. And then and then and then I I, I and then I start thinking going through my list, who's the next girl, Candy. Okay. All right, Candy stand by, stand by Candy. No, it's make the stallion. <laughs> Are you just gonna go through all the the famous girl famous Artist names Hell as a yeah. dancer girl. Make the stallion stand by, <laughs> and then make the stallion stand. You know, I got her on standby. She's in the back. She's bullshitting, probably rolling up a blunt or something. <laughs> like and a- then, uh, okay. yeah. So that's like kind of like um, you know, I'm just kind of doing the basic parts right there. But yeah, you always gotta like you know hype up. You know, hey bills, get them bills out, folks. I'm not seeing enough. Are y'all enjoying this? If not. This ain't the place for you to be, something like that, you know, like. Like, like, how do you give people shit if they're sitting front row and they're not doing anything? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're like right in front of the stage and you're not putting any ones or anything, like, like, what do you say on the? Then you know, you just kind of be like, hey, uh, what is it? Uh, what did I used to say? Um, yeah, front front rows are for tippers and tippers only. If you ain't tipping, move to the back. Oh, okay, okay, nice, nice. You know, something like that. Move to the back. Um. And always pushing for the dances. Hey, if you're, if if there's somebody you like to see, somebody catches your, some young ladies catching your eye, we do have private private rooms, private dances. Mm-hmm. You know, always pushing that stuff. Um, yeah, damn, I'm just you just made me realize, like, man, like it's it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the clubs close in March, and I'm like, damn, I'm like, I better like. <laughs> get back on it's but then you know it's like um it's like a bicycle 
Mm-hmm. Like it, I, I just gotta like get get the dust off a little bit, you know, and I'll be back into the mode. Hell yeah! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was amazing, by the way. I'm so happy oh, you, you, you did it, it's, man. It's it's rusty, dude. Like I, I could do a lot better. I'll, I'll tell you that. That was that was a little rusty. I can't but, wait for us but... to make a clip of that, and we're gonna add some music to the background of us of you doing that <laughs> for our Instagram. That'd be fucking amazing. Oh man! <laughs> Dude, that was great. You you've experienced my work. Oh, you, you hey, know you hey, know how I can bring uh, it. Shout out to my boy Dylan. I know you're not listening. And um, mm-hmm. we visited Zobi. Was it three years ago? I know y'all had fun. We had fun. We had fun visiting Zobi. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I made sure I, to like put you guys on. You you were like way you were you were way better when uh. When we saw you live on your mic work, I know you were a little. Yeah, I mean, yeah. back then I think you were still rusty because you had to make me like because I'm not in that. I'm not in the strip club you're not, mode. You're not that element. I know. I know. I know. Right, right. I got because that's why I'm like I'm trying to visualize. Okay, Tanache. <laughs> Tanache, yeah, that's amazing. The craziest. I, I don't know if this is still on topic, but like okay. you just made me think with the names, like the craziest name. This one time, this goth chick came in to audition. Okay, don't get in trouble right? now. Don't get in trouble now. Allegedly. No, <laughs> she she didn't she didn't get picked up. But it's just her. She wanted to be called Lucifer. Oh, what the <laughs> fuck? As her as her stage name. And my boss was like, "Hell to no, hell to the f no." She's like, "No, there's yeah, there's been some crazy names. That's probably one of the craziest." Like, can you imagine uh, Lucifer? Stand by, Lucifer. Stand by. <laughs> Yeah. What the fuck? She's gonna give you a punishment in the back room. <laughs> Take you to hell and back. And I play hella Mar- I play Marilyn Manson for her for her audition. <laughs> like, like if you don't mind me asking, can you give like a little breakdown like how the audition works? If you don't mind me asking. Yeah. Is no. That, like, cool? like how does it work? Like girls. a girl shows up, and then they yeah. they have a DJ play music and what. They do pull work, Basically, stage work, or it's, what? There's uh, well, they gotta have their their ID, social security, mm-hmm. right? And then we give them two to three songs, depending on how busy or what's the circumstance. But usually it's three songs. Uh, first one's uh, bikini, second one's topless, and then the last round is fully new, three rounds. Okay. And then in terms of music wise, I. T- prefer that i pick the music because i'm testing them to see if they fit in so that i know that they can dance the things that my boss would like to hear and then i'll give them a bone i'll play one like ratchet whatever song mm-hmm. for them just to like kind of like give them something they're comfortable with and then give them something that i know my boss will like just to test them um sometimes they'll ask for stuff I try to like it's really a gamble like sometimes i'll entertain or i'll play that one song but then the other ones i have to like play for the boss mm-hmm. um and then in terms of names some girls come in with all like lucifer they already come in with a name that they thought of mm-hmm. and then sometimes they don't a lot of the times a lot of these girls don't know what name they want <laughs> so oh. we would have to come up with something for them like oh you look like a how about Lucy or or, or Trina or or, or um, uh, uh, Michelle or something? You know, like come up with a name for them. And I'm, my boss usually likes like not too many syllables, you know, in the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 
I mean, I remember there was only there was I'm trying to remember the name, but there was like there was like one who had like a two-parter name, like okay. a, like a, like um like what a Mary Ann or something. Yeah, like something that. like that, like a Mary Ann, and she was the only one. Were, but I think it's because she she's been doing it for a long time, so she like in the '90s, those kind of names are real popular. Those like multi-syllabic names. Oh wow. Yeah, but now it's just like it's easier. It's just like one word name, candy, something like that. Like, let me ask you this: yeah. when when they're doing this, like, I'm not trying to put your job on the spot or whatever, but like, mm-hmm. like, like when when that's happening, right, and you're there, like, do you get to give some input to your boss as well afterwards? Like, do you say like, hey man, sometimes I thought they you know sometimes they they'll really, ask me they did really well doing this or that. Like, from your point of view, do you think it's just are they hot, and then they get the job? Or can they actually perform and and you know work with you know the DJ and and stage work and you know quote unquote like trying to put on a, a show to you know get people to tip you know what I'm saying because you know they're performing mm-hmm. too you know it's not like I mean you could argue some people could argue oh sometimes there's just girls who just show up they don't do anything and they're just hot you know what I'm saying uh huh yeah and then there's actual no, like, there's, um... and then there's actual girls who you know who actually do pull work. Who, you know they mm-hmm. get on all they get on their knees and they're crawling and shit and and they're actually you know doing stage work you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. compared yeah. to people just being lazy just be like i'm hot look at my tits look at my butt throw some ones you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah no no i feel you, you yeah like um i mean for the industry it's definitely it's based on looks so you gotta look you gotta look the look right mm-hmm. um gotta look the look uh, in terms of this, the audition stage, what I'm looking for is like, in terms of working with me as a DJ, the music, can you, are you able, for me, my big thing is, are you able to dance to anything? If you can do that, you're gold in my books. Okay. For me personally. Um, in terms of, yeah, my bo- boss sometimes will ask me, hey, what do you think? Just to get a second opinion on some some girls. And usually, like, okay. he's the he. Usually, they are the boss. They're like kind of like the final say. But I do have a say too. If the girl's kind of like funky, kind of like eh, she's not the right fit. She doesn't have the stage presence. Because uh-huh. um, some yeah, sometimes a girl is like, whoa, she is, she's hot, but like she can't really, she doesn't have any stage presence. Usually, if they don't have that stage presence. Um, that also trickles over to how how they are with customers. Like, can they talk to customers too? Yeah, that's like, a, like, if anything, you, like, that's the test, bigger like, thing. Yeah, like how do you test that? Like, obviously, you know, you can be hot, mm-hmm. right? But then, how mm-hmm. do you how do you gauge like their people skills, or like if you like if you're you're a patron, right, and you're at a strip club, mm-hmm. and then you see the girls kind of like maybe like not necessarily innocent, but like. They don't. They you can kind of tell that they don't even know what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like yeah. Saying, no, like, we've had like, like for example, situations you, you, like you've that. seen people on stage before, and you're and you can kind of mm-hmm. tell like they don't even know what they're really doing. You know what I'm saying? You're kind of like, huh? What the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Right, right. No, we've had and th- that. Usually, it's like the really, really young girls, the ones that just they just came. Like when what I mean is they just graduated. They're mm-hmm. 18, right? And they're like, ooh, they they've been seeing all the 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 Cardi B's and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, I think I want to do a stri- be a stripper, and make some quick money. But they don't know what it takes. Like they don't know the part about being a 
you know, working with the customers and how to like, you know, basically market themselves and that kind of thing, the business type, type end of things. Um, we can't really like on the audition, we won't be able to test that right away, but then there's like a probationary. Like... Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, everybody's pretty much on a probationary period. Like once they, once we say you're okay, you're in, but we're still kind of like looking like maybe after the, like maybe give it like a month, a month into it, or maybe the first couple of weeks and we're seeing her and she's just like, not really like talking to people that much or like, you know, just, just not, not holding up her, like her, num you know, in terms of her numbers and stuff like that, it's not really like hitting Then she's got to go. Even if she's like the hot, like I, dude, there was some ones where I was like, damn, but like, but they were hot as just, fuck, and you're like, damn. they're hot as fuck, but they couldn't talk for shit. Damn, like kind of <laughs> they like didn't a have the, they ain't got like that dumb. mouthpiece. Yeah, they ain't got that mouthpiece. They can't spit that game. What's they that can't do? get the guy to do uh, VIP rooms, you know, because that's the bread and butter for clubs. Yeah, it I mean, we'll talk pre, about pre-COVID. We'll, we'll talk about this one story I want to talk about in the future, maybe a special episode. But I will say, mm -hmm. at a particular club that we've gone to before. You can tell mm -hmm. when someone's like a veteran where like they know what mm -hmm. they want and they're right. and they might like I don't know maybe you could maybe do a quick breakdown of the maybe type of different girls for anyone that's listening right now maybe you've never been to a strip club I mean I don't know with covid now but I mm -hmm. mean like you know like maybe Yeah there's no quick... clubs unless you're in one of those red states <laughs> I mean like yeah I mean like maybe give a quick breakdown of like maybe the type of girls you might interact with cuz I mean I feel mm -hmm. like you could do it like there's a breakdown of like the three like maybe like three kind of different kind of girls you might meet at a club and how mm -hmm. to like interact with them you know what i'm saying like for example mm -hmm. that one that we see at that one club we go to that's like really aggressive oh yeah yeah you got yeah. the the aggressive girl the like hey where's my tip da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. that girl then you got the the veteran that knows what she's doing that's like really having a conversation with you and just kind of like Basically, she's finessing you. I mean, she's giving you what you want, or as much as she's giving you what she, you can get from mm -hmm. that, you know, from the moment. And like, she's able to like converse with you and communicate with that you and get you to agree. There's that girl, that's the pro. Mm -hmm. um, and then you got the newbie, the one that doesn't know anything, that just like fresh off, fresh out of high school, whatever, you know, 18 year old, and she doesn't know nothing. She's trying to be your friend. She it's like talking to like some yeah. It's just like talking to some college girl or whatever. Mm -hmm. Some, but then she's not. She's not like leading you to the point where you're like, okay, I want to go in the you know do do a private room with you. She's just like chit chatting. She doesn't. She hasn't known how to like steer the conversation. Okay. To like, hey, do you want to spend some time with me? She hasn't learned that yet. But eventually, it's crazy. Some. For some, like they might start off like that, and that's why we give them like a good, you know, good amount of time. Mm -hmm. Like I'd say, like girls would, you can know if they, they this is for them or not within the first or second month. Okay. If they don't really like pick it up within those two, that time period, it's like yo, this isn't really for you. Like, would you say for, from my observation? Would you say private dance is a necessity and it's something that they're gonna have to do regardless, or no? 
Um, like, would you say there's girls that just specialize on like, hey, Candy, come up next, right? And then they're just they they're just only on the stage. You know, they do like crazy pole work, and people are like, wow, mm -hmm. she's put on a great show. And then they just throw about a whole bunch of ones, but then she rarely does private dances, or or are there girls that just you know they kind of walk around, they rarely go on stage, and they're like, mm -hmm. I guess the hot piece of meat. And then the guys are like, oh damn, she's hot, and she's like, hey, let's get a private dance. Like, would you say like that that's a case and if so like what does the club prioritize like what are the well like i mean maybe just for your mm -hmm. club what like what do they value like do you want the girl that's puts on a good show gets everyone throwing in collective ones or do you want you want we need more private dances you know the big money ticket at the end of the day i mean from and in different clubs different kinds of clubs do, like if you're in more a quote-unquote urban club, mm -hmm. you know, like basically like more urban, more hip hop, rap kind of club, uh, or their emphasis is more on like the tipping out, the, the throwing money because okay. that looks good, and they don't really, from my understanding, they don't really push the VIPs, even though they do have that option for people who want to do that, mm -hmm. but they don't push it that hard. They want to. They want everybody to have a good time and just throw money around and that looks good right yeah and then there's other ones more traditional more quote-unquote white owned clubs um that are like put their bread and butter is the vip room mm -hmm. they don't really care too much about they don't care too much about the stage money because the stage money goes to the girls that doesn't uh, okay. the club doesn't see that kind of that money so you can go in there and ball out but that's the girls money not really the like the club doesn't see that uh -huh. the club sees what they see is when the girls do the vip then the club gets a cut of that okay. so um do the girl do i mean can a girl well for my club my club fits that that mode that um gonna call white old club whatever style where it's more vip heavy so if a girl's like good on the stage and stuff that's good advertising for her but if she's not able to pull enough vips it's bad okay whereas in the urban club a black club where it's more like she can make either way she can make money either way they don't really trip too much on it okay yeah which is where i think i mean at this point in time given with since the 2008 recession and how the trends have been kind of like hit the industry um the clubs that are surviving are more heading towards the urban route where it's just like hey pay f you know 30 40 bucks to get in and then you right. know ball out throw money on on the girls you know right and then they don't really like push too much for vips okay it's just like half like and it just looks like a a rap music video show yeah because i mean that's what be you know uh, maybe I don't know if it's a misconception but that's what maybe is like glamorized through music videos mm -hmm. and right you know just and people money, money in the people air. see that and yeah money in that the, to like yeah money in the air booty shaking mm -hmm. you know right girls yeah. going down up and down the pole right and then the the more quote-unquote white clubs is more where you see the more like on the floor work and stuff like that okay. you know um because really at the end of the day they're trying to get you to, to the vip for the that that money but i don't know man covid covid's about to change things man 
this is gonna make people have to reassess all of that you know <laughs> yeah for sure yeah. I mean, and maybe... then plus like you have like um OnlyFans and all this other stuff and then private shows I know there's girls right now that are doing private you know oh, like, for real? like it's just like they're not it's not for the public it's like if you're in the know you're oh, in the okay. know you get invited so it's probably like they have a they have a clientele base of ballers people that want to spend money uh-huh. and that's who they cater to it's not open for the public oh, okay yeah Dope, dope, dope. Some underground shit. If you know, you know. <laughs> Don't ask us. Yeah, if you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's segue to another thing. So, like, um, when when you watch movies where they depict, you know, strip clubs, like uh, the reason I'm saying this is like, uh, I was watching on GQ, and mm-hmm. they were having like professionals or people who are a profession or or. Or professional in their uh, this profession, I can't, I can't even talk correctly right now. But like you know, what, for example, they'll have like a bow hunter, you know, analyze uh-huh. um, like people using bows, like Robin Hood or some uh-huh. stupid shit. Basically, what I'm asking right. you is like when you watch movies, right, and you see how they depict strip clubs and stuff, and you know the vibe mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, do they get anything wrong from your point of view? Like, I don't know if you saw the movie um, Uncut Gems. That's one of the recent ones where I kind of saw... Like, I haven't seen that like one, but... Uh, uh, yeah. ish kind of vibe. But I know what you mean, vibe. like, depictions of strip clubs. I would okay. say... Is it pretty I accurate? Mean, Is it wrong? You know, you, obviously, you got you got, you got got the guys that are, you know, security. They're usually, you know, tall, big dudes, mm-hmm. you know. Then you got yeah. the DJ, and you got, you know... Mm-hmm. The girls walking around. I mean, is it yeah. pretty spot on? Do you think there's a couple things that they miss that capture? I can only speak vibe? as a DJ. Okay. And the one movie I would recommend people to watch is Players Club. Okay. Players Club kind of hits it on the nail. Now, Players Club is a movie directed by Ice Cube, mm-hmm. so it's more on that urban black, like Southern Atlanta style kind of club. Okay. Um, but it hits on a lot of elements that are like very, very like strip clubby. Like a lot of people in the strip club industry watch that, especially on the black and urban side of things. Like, yo, that's kind of the vibe. Like, you got the—I don't know if you've watched it, but you got the—you got that. That uh, has been a while since I watched it. I have not seen that it, movie. Might have, might have okay. To, we might have to do a thing where we tell each other to watch movies watch it and then you know recap that shit okay but yeah i would say that's the the movie that would hit hit on spot now in terms of other things like i've seen like the sopranos they've had things like that like i i think they got they get the ambiance down okay right the ambiance of the yeah like the girls around and the djs and bouncers and managers like they got that down pretty good um now in terms of like maybe some of the nitty gritty inside stuff probably not I wouldn't I haven't seen one but um going back yeah Players Club that one really that one nails it I think um there's another one that gets pretty close um I saw it on the plane when I went to Vietnam <laughs> wait recently or or when yeah when I went yeah this before COVID or okay. like in the midst of COVID it's like pre-COVID, but on the cusp of the genesis. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, I was on the plane. I was watching 
I was I was sitting next to was that no I wasn't next to my uh, you know somebody was in the middle middle seat but I was watching it. So you're watching that next to someone, and then your sister's on the other seat. No, she's not right next to me. She's like one seat over. Oh, okay, um, okay, the okay. movie was the one with J Lo and and Constance Wu. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> and Cardi B was in it. Um, fuck, what was it called? Hustler. Uh, Assumption. Hustlers. Remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. That I was watching that. That one. Um. Inaccurate. Yeah, it, right. it it's pretty. It it got kind of close. It definitely hit on the. I mean, if you've watched it uh, or heard any press about it, it's basically based on what happened in New York with the scores, strip clubs, and like how they were hustling people. So it's based on that story. So it came from somewhere legit. Um, yeah, that they did a pretty good job on that one. I wish they would like. They had like a very small scene interaction with the DJ. <laughs> um, okay. But yeah, um, I, yeah, I would say that that got kind of, that got pretty close too. But I would say like, I still go back to play. I think because I grew up in the 90s and that movie came out in the 90s, the, the, the Players Club. So I was kind of like more kind of like uh, attachment to it you would say so I, I recommend that so the two i would say you watch players club and hustlers just to get like a little vibe um yeah okay okay would you say mm-hmm. like like the, the locker room talk you know how like to pick like the locker room amongst the strippers what, what do you mm-hmm. think about that like is that pretty accurate like i'm not trying to put you on the spot you don't have to delve into it but like what's i your mean i don't being in the locker room when you when you are in right the, you don't have to say any stories I'm just saying, like, oh, no, no, when no. they show it on the films, like, you know, <laughs> does you it look? Think? Yeah, for the most part, it's kind of it's pretty accurate. Like girls hanging out on the back. I mean, because that's you know, if they're not doing dances or they're not on the floor, they're usually in the locker room. Although they shouldn't be. I mean, they should really be on the floor, just interacting with customers, because that's mm-hmm. where the money's at. You know, the ones that hang out too much in the back don't really. You know, they ain't securing they, the bag. They ain't securing the bag. Yeah, mm. they need to be out. They need to be out on the floor. Okay. Well, one last yeah. thing. So, like, let's say you know it's a pretty popping night, right? Everyone's mm-hmm. you know in a good mood. The manager's in a good mood. DJ's in a good mood, and stuff. Mm-hmm. In situations when it gets crazy, right? Um, in the club, how do you navigate mm-hmm. that? And at another point. When does your like manager or boss or whoever like you know like when you go to a club right, and then they'll they'll say like there's deals or something you know what I'm saying, like do they do tell that to you beforehand? Do they just tap you on the shoulder like and you move your your headphone cuff and you're like hey this will be a two for one deal right now for blah blah blah, uh, or mm-hmm. some shit like that, and when it's going like crazy crazy like let's say someone's throwing a lot of money like do you have a moment if you don't mind saying like do you have a moment for yourself where you're on the mic and you're like. You know, you're you're getting hyped up too because someone's just you know dropping bad. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean. Yeah, no, like um, in terms of uh, some, when stuff gets crazy in the club, there's definitely I've seen a couple of incidents. Mm-hmm. The ones where like, yeah, like uh, I mean, if you can't give an example. Do it. If not, you, what I can say is like you wanna you wanna separate in terms of if you're saying it's like a fight or something breaks out. Mm-hmm you want to separate the people 
basically and that's not my i'm the dj so it's not really my job well do you do you, do you, so you, do you know the security, security guys got you know it. the security guards by name right so do you just like hey mike you know break right. it up or I some shit like turn that down or... the music mm-hmm. usually the clue cue for them is like oh shit music's down music's down means something's going on Okay. That's why like dead air is kind of like kind of like a mixed signal because the door guys, security, they're gonna be like, yo, what's going on inside? Mm-hmm. So usually if something is going on, boom, the music cuts down, and then that's kind of some. And then I'll if if necessary, I'll call the name like, hey, yo, Mike, meet you inside, Mike to the Mike to the floor, Mike to the floor, oh, or wow. or call the manager, manager to the floor, manager to the floor, something like that. Okay. And I would have to get on the microphone. Yeah, and then usually what they have to do is they need to separate whoever it is. Like, they cannot be together. Separate. Take it outside. Separate them. Separate. Because okay. if you keep them, yeah, it's just going to escalate and get crazier. So you want to separate them. Um, and then in terms of, what's the other one? Do you have, like, a good example? Like, when, like you know, like someone's throwing hella uh, money. It's going crazy. You know, oh, like, like in those situations, oh, do like, I what, get hyped up on the microphone? Yeah, yeah do you well, get hyped up well, too? Like, what kind of song are you playing? You think do you have like an example? Like, yo, you know, getting pumped up, the girls, you know, performing good, you know, everyone's like, yeah, you know. Uh oh, I had a couple of moments where like I played like, um, like Kamaya, okay. uh, uh, Windows, Windows. Right? Oh the man. One- Dude, I love that song. And Shout people out. are like jamming to yep. it. They're like they're just sla- slapping, so they 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 getting turned up, and everybody's singing the words. And it's just like it's a party in the yeah, club. Yeah, gas break. Some dude. guys are like they got their bill, and they're just tossing it on stage. I'm like, yeah, that's what's up. Let's get into it, folks. Out the window. Come on now with the bills. Yeah, it rain. Shout out Michael and shout out my boy Doyle, my boy Mitchell. Man, that's her song right there. Oh yeah. Okay. That's the shit right there. <laughs> and then. And there's another time this is more recent i'll say this is like a little this is like party in jan sometime in january i want to say you remember or december uh when uh drake had that one song with future what a tootsie uh, slide life is life is oh, good oh life is good so you know when the part where he starts to like it gets the future so in that middle i'm like yeah life is good right you got these beautiful women in the building for you mm-hmm. like you can't you can't do nothing but get get hyped up for this. And yeah, that's I a pretty that's a real that's a really good transition song. But sorry for interrupting. Like that that right. pause where like it switches to future. Great opportunity yeah. to transition. Right. So I take advantage of that moment. I, I get on the mic. I say something up, and I'm like, oh, I remember this one time. I was just so into it. The girls looked at me and like, damn, Zoe's hella hyped into this. <laughs> like, yeah, life is good. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, come on now, let's see the bills out. Life is good. Fuck and then yeah. everybody's just like, yeah. And then, yeah, man. It, but then my but then my manager was being all butthurt because like he, the people that were in there, he didn't like. For real? I was yeah. like, come on, man. People are having fun. They're, like, this is a party, yo. Like, that's why I'm like, you know, me, me and you have had that talk. I was like, come on. Mm-hmm. my little struggle with management you know trying to keep the party alive and yeah because like yeah. you know you, you're the guy who's you know kind of sets the tone the vibe in the right. in the room and right? i need to be you know, i need to be out you, you yeah gotta, you so gotta i have had you gotta those be moments. At a, you gotta be at 100 percent, right because you know if you're you're walking past the club right you can kind of hear the music from outside you know and you're yeah. kind of like the 
the first person. The maestro. Yeah. The conductor. The, the person that like is like the first impression for people. They're like, oh, this music's ass. Right, right. Let's go to the, let's go to the club next door. You know, or some shit. Right, like that. right, right. Sick. Yeah. What's the other question? There's another one. I honestly don't remember. I, I, I was just asking, you know, like crazy times at the club, like you gauging, yeah. like how to, you know, navigate through things. Oh, oh, yeah. I remember. Um, Like, do you have like a mini meeting before you guys open up? Like, or like, okay, let's say it's a good oh, night. Oh, wait, right? no, I remember. You yeah, yeah. About like for deals and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So before I go on to that part, I just want to throw out, yeah, like that, that life is good moment. Uh-huh. Uh, when I did, when that song was popping and I was using. I want to say that those part, those that, those nights when I had that, and I used that record, mm-hmm. and and I just had, I had good. I would say those are some good sets, and I was just like, yeah, I'm feeling this, mm-hmm. like, uh, like I'm like, uh, it's a drug. Like sometimes with DJing, it's it's almost like a drug. The crowd reaction, like you get a high. Like, Obviously, you I get a know, high. Zobie's been sober for a very long time, but like you get a high. Right, from just I've doing been sober it. for like ten years, but that's my drug, dude. Like, uh, like every time I get like a moment, I see the crowd. They're getting into the songs. People are chanting and stuff. Like, oh man, it's like. It's like I just took a I took a shot of like something some really good liquor or something. But anyways, <laughs> going on to your question, uh, with the specials, in the when when I first started DJ strip club DJing, uh, yeah, I would ask the, it, it wasn't like a meeting beforehand, but definitely I'll I'll go to the you know ca- catch the manager like hey, uh, should I do a special right now? Is it cool? He's like yeah, go ahead, go ahead, announce the special next. Uh, but now, as of lately, with you know, uh, as uh, before the COVID, leading up to it, like I didn't really. There are moments where like I made the call because mm. then I just like I just see the room and I'm like, yeah, they looking like they need to get a little lap dance action in them, you know. So mm. I'll cut the guy. Hey guys, you guys have been real good. Like, hey, I got a special treat for you guys. Two for one specials right now, folks. Two for one specials. Grab the, grab that girl that you like. That you've been seeing whoever your favorite entertainer spend some time with her too for the price of one right now folks nice 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 uh, yeah that was yeah that you, you that you got me into the mold right there a little, little little taste right there little, <laughs> taste. little taste but yeah no like in late lately before prior to the club closing like i was able to make those calls myself too okay because i don't know if you i told you but Maybe I did, but like towards the end, toward leading up to COVID, I started becoming like lightweight manager. I know, <laughs> like I know, I know. Doing managerial tasks without the managerial bump in yeah. pay, which I didn't really want anyways. Because oh, I, like, I can this feel is you on not that. Good. I can tell you that. <laughs> huh? I, I'm telling you, I can feel you on that. Doing manager stuff, but not getting the bump. Right, 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 right. Yeah, but like, dude, at one point, I was. I was in the booth, doing the door, doing the bar, checking dances in the back all at once because my manager was out. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of crazy. Opening up the club, mm-hmm. it was crazy. And then the, my girls were like, damn, Zobi, you you the man, huh? You, you running this shit now, huh? I'm like, nah, dude, I'm just, don't even say that. Don't even say that. I'm just helping out. We, we we all just we all chipping in. We trying to make this thing work. We trying to get this money, girl. That's all we doing. I ain't trying to kick no titles. I ain't trying to do nothing like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
Nice, nice. Oh man, that was good. Um, yeah. Before we go, maybe um, what are some of your favorite personal favorite tracks to play at the club? My personal favorite tracks. Yeah. Um. Uh. Pop Smoke Dior. Okay. Was a good one. Life is good from Drake. Okay. Um. Kilo. Damn, what was that one? I used to play a lot. There's a Pilo song that I was playing. Yeah, we got to do a strip club last... mix from Zobi for sure. <laughs> for sure. Let me go. Pilo. Uh, what's the one? The Pilo, 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 Pilo. Crap. Thought I had it here. It's uh, from the Shine album. The Shine album? Uh, oh, shit. Um, Sneeze, Kehlani. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. And um, Those are three. So Make, make the Stallion, uh-huh. City Girls. When you're playing music, kind of stuff. for, I don't know, um, for people listening, when you mm-hmm. when you are playing, are you playing clean or dirty or a mixture of both? Like, what's the rule of I, that? I, I mean, at the strip, strip club, ideally, I want to play dirty, but sometimes... Like, my boss gets in a funky-ass mood, and he's like, oh, I don't want to hear any, like, cursing and, and N-word this and that. So then I have to play. I try to skate by and, and play some clean versions of things. Okay. But preferably, I would like to play dirty versions because yeah. I'm at a strip club. Dirty, you know? Yeah. Get dirty. Yeah. Nice, nice. Well, I think that was – I think that's a good episode. I think we can end it on that note. I mean – yeah you know thanks everyone for listening you know um mm-hmm. we're gonna keep at it um right i'm really happy with you know what we've been doing so far and mm-hmm. if you haven't already you know we're on basically i think every platform now it's just e-t-a-w-o podcast apple podcast spotify um stitcher lipson itunes apple yep um definitely check us out on youtube hit us with a follow instagram.com slash E-T-A-W-P-O-D-C-A-S-T Also shout out to Dylan The native one mm-hmm. For that um, yeah. quick little sketch of me and Zobi Right right um, Hey keep sending in those uh, fan art Loving it loving the fan art anything Loving else, the fan love Yeah and anything else you want to um, say before we um, Close out the episode Oh uh, I think that's it everybody You know just uh, be safe And check in with each other and you know, uh, yeah, just hold on tight. Yeah. Hold on tightly, <laughs> let go lightly. I'm just kidding. Let go lightly. Damn, <laughs> stealing things from Cho again. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Nah. Hey, but, um, um, you know. Everything always works yeah, out. Everything always works go. out. We're going through some crazy times. But, you know, right. we're all going to get through this collectively, man. So right, right. Check, it, check in on your peoples, you know. Yep. Shit's crazy mm-hmm. right now. But um, thank you for tuning in, guys. Um, eventually, mm-hmm. we will have a set schedule when we upload mm-hmm. episodes regularly but right now yeah. you know we're chipping away at it we're gonna keep trying to pump out episodes it means Obi can yeah. talk for a long time um, yeah but yeah peace y'all all right peace <laughs>